welcome to the Lehigh Valley Arts Podcast, where we explore the local arts culture in the Lehigh Valley. We'll be doing this through conversations with individual artists, administrators, and organizations. We'll explore all types of mediums with a goal of enriching local culture. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Lehigh Valley Arts Podcast. As always, I'm Ben. And I'm Elise. And we had a very arts-filled weekend. Mm-hmm. We started off on Friday by going down to the Bethlehem House Gallery's new glass show. Yes, we did. I really enjoyed that. What did you think? I thought the curation was beautiful. Yes, absolutely. I think um, I my favorite part was those like pillared glass pieces right mm. in the front. And they, they have such a cool space, the way that it's angled that they really that front area is like so commanding and they did a a great job great job with the setup there definitely i loved so many of ward's pieces that he had in there Mm -hmm. he had some really cool continuous line kind of pop art style stuff yeah so cool i love that you keep calling it pop art because i see on tiktok that continuous line stuff like people are drawing that all over like on pants with bleach pens and all over the place but then it does it is very pop artish so yeah it's very much like this older pop art style with like this definitely hyped up uh zillennial like line drawing kind of yeah. thing well well specifically why i refer to this collection as pop art is because it's it's very similar pieces over and over and over uh, again yeah with very bright bold colors and the continuous line is definitely a big aspect of it yeah. and part of the more expressive nature of the entire collection yeah um but yeah, it's more it's more the rest of it, the the bright colors, the I don't know, I think feel like repetitive in this case. Yeah, almost like a, a series negative, kind of. Yeah, series. Mm-hmm. That's a much better <laughs> way to describe it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I think um the other part of it too is the multimedia-ness of it, like it's glass yeah. and it's the yeah. painted multimedia. So, multimedia. Yes. Any what else did you like in the glass show? We saw Keith Garuba um at the show. Mm-hmm. He was very nice. He introduced himself and when I turned around, he has pretty much an entire room there right now. Yeah. With stuff. Yeah. And he has four pieces that are on square glass. And I believe they're screen printed. I could be wrong on that. But there's lattice work on it. One is a circle. And I loved the aesthetic of all four of them next to each other. And each one had something distinctively different about it. One had a specific color that wasn't used in the rest. One had a circle. One had four squares instead of just one. And I really liked that different nature to it. And I'd love to ask him about why each of those was made that way. Yeah. Yeah. I know um, Elizabeth, when we were there, mentioned the pieces with the taillights. Yes. And I hadn't really thought anything else about it. And then a couple of days ago on his Instagram, I saw he had a whole post just about the taillights piece talking how he's obsessed with taillights. And yeah, so um, hopefully oh, so hopefully fun. we'll get the chance to talk to him soon about all that. Yeah, I really hope so as well. Yeah. We talked to another artist that was there. Yes, Kim Hogan. She was very, very nice. She I was, was so glad nice. she stopped to talk to us because we were standing there <laughs> talking about her artwork. But she has some amazing um, mosaic pieces. Yes. And she told us a little bit about how she was working on children's, like these, this theme of a children's book. Yeah. Um, and they're all very light. They're very friendly images. There was owls and there was a tiger and a cat and a, a dog with a... a those like red inner tubes around his neck and pool flippers, yeah. <laughs> pool flippers on, but all very playful. And she said, yeah, I'd love to turn these into a children's book someday, but all the illustrations are 
these. They're not illustrated. They're done in mosaic pieces. Yeah. So I'll be looking out for your children's books, Kim. But I would love to buy a children's book that was done in mosaic. Like that's so oh, cool. Oh yeah. What if there was a children's book where it's done in mosaic and you can like Velcro off little pieces and that stuff? That would be super cool. Mm, very cool. You heard well. it here first. <laughs> Leah Valley Arts Podcast, the children's book. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kim, for stopping and, and talking to us. You were very nice and I loved loved hearing about the work uh from yes. the artists. So that and was I know, really great. I know Elizabeth loved work looking at those as well. And she has a piece, the owl piece, um, that's actually rotating on different billboards. So right yes. now it is in Coopersburg. Um, so if you see it, I believe there's an email on the billboard as well. Send her an email and you may win a special prize. Yeah. I still haven't found it. I've been looking around while I've been in Coopersburg the last week. I've not found it yet. So <laughs> nobody better beat me to it. I'll be upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was Friday. And then on Saturday, a large group of us from Steel Pixel alongside you and Ben Burrington, who was our guest last week, we went down to the Media Film Festival, which I was really happy that they decided to go on with it. Yeah. So many film festivals went entirely digital or canceled altogether. And, you know, I enjoy watching something on the computer as much as the next person does. But I love that big screen experience. Yeah. And it was great to get out there and have that kind of COVID, COVID safe environment. Yeah. Still get to be out in the world uh, watching watching Definitely. all the films that were submitted. So Definitely. big shout out to the Media Arts Council. That was really awesome that you guys put that together. Yes. Deciding to go for the drive-in format is, I mean, it's a win. You may not be able to hear it the best. You may not be able to see it the best, but it's a fun, universal experience. Reminds you of summertime. And it's a way to garner community, which is so important in the world of film. Yeah. I yeah. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and why, why did we go to the film festival, Ben? Yeah, we went because I had a very small part working as a grip on uh, one of the films that played. I worked on it when I lived in Texas. It's called My Dinner with Werner, directed by Maverick Moore. He's an awesome professor down at Baylor University. So shout out Maverick. Shout out Baylor. Um, <laughs> we had a good time. Speaking of films, um, the guest last week, Ben Burrington and I really hit it off. We came up with a funny idea and we just started production on a new short film. Um, it's nothing crazy, but a fun experimental short. So we can, um, you can look out for that as produced produced or directed or put out by ben squared which yes i love that <laughs> yes yeah we decided to put the directing credit as ben squared so be looking came, out for that who came up with that did riley come up with that yeah so that was riley that came up with it who owns ripely digital marketing um, she's a very very talented social media account manager and she um works very closely with us here at steel pixel studios <laughs> and came down to the film festival with us it was a fun time ben squared that's like your own little branding situation <laughs> i love it <laughs> yeah so be be on the lookout for that i'll likely have it on my instagram at some point relatively soon yeah do you work on anything else this week um i worked a little bit more on that spray paint piece i started a few weeks ago i've been having a hard time finding an adequate way to stencil the numbers so that part of it is a couple numbers that are on the piece and I have a very particular font that I want to use for the numbers, and I've been unhappy with the way that my stylings have come out. How about yourself? What were you working on this week? I started a new project this week, and I'm not really sure where I'm going with it. But 
um, as you know, I collect old cameras, yes. but I also collect old photographs. Mm-hmm. So I usually look for ones of um, people doing stuff that you wouldn't normally think of in an old photograph. Like usually they're very staged, like kind of portraity stuff. Um, but I always now I'm looking for ones that are kind of fun and like people really showing personality, people yeah. having a good time. So I'm connecting that with this kind of writing concept where I write a short story about each of these photographs. So I use the people in the photographs to create characters for a short story or a poem. So I have the first one I started was this awesome photo. I'm going to guess by the clothing, like 1940s, this Mm. guy laying on the ground in a suit in front of, I think it was the Lincoln Memorial. And it was just so out of place. I found it at an antique store. I buy them in like boxes or they're like rubber banded together. You just buy the whole the whole yeah. bunch and then I'll recycle or cut them up for collage or whatever. But this one I kept whole because it was just such a weird photo and it was so out of place. So I wrote a poem to go th- with this one, which is not something I usually do about do you ever like kick your feet up and lay in the sun, just like do what's not expected of you yeah. um, wearing a suit laying <laughs> on the cement. So uh, I don't know. It's more of just like a creative process thing, but I've been having yeah. a lot of, a lot of fun with it. So I could see that doing really well in either a series or art book setting yeah there's this art book that someone gave me for christmas a few years ago and it's photographs Hmm. of women like smoking cigarettes or like wearing scantily clad clothing or something and i just love it and i think in the back of my brain that was kind of the concept for this is like finding photos of um people just doing stuff that they don't normally do in photos because nowadays with a cell phone like i took a snapchat of something weird off of your desk but if you were developing an entire roll of film like what i have wasted a photo on Fair. something weird on your desk probably not that's so, more something that i'd photograph so <laughs> <laughs> yeah but because you have the access the access to it now but yeah in the historical definitely. context like i don't know it just seems yeah so much easier to connect myself to like people in history when i see that kind of person of personality in a photo so yeah i'll show show you next week or something <laughs> yeah I'd love, I'd love to check it out yeah that sounds super cool yeah our guest this week is singer-songwriter Ikechuku Okoji. Ikechuku seeks to set the universal soundtrack for the ebbs and flows of the human emotional experience. He finds his niche in the singer-songwriter genre by orchestrating ubiquity through inclusive lyricism and beautiful guitar melodies. Hailing originally from Nigeria and eventually to the city of brotherly love, his unique sound comes from the authenticity of his own life experience. Well, my name is Ikechuku, but people call me Ike. Yeah. So whichever you prefer in the moment, um, whichever is easiest for you in the moment, you can call. You can call me. Nice. Very nice. Beautiful name. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week. We are so happy to have you. And thank you to Elizabeth for (laughs) for connecting us. That's the MVP. Yes. (laughs) So Ike. Yes. Tell us about your music. Let me see. I started playing guitar... Uh, like almost 10 years ago. Uh, um, so I heard John Mayer. I was doing an essay, uh, for, for class during the summertime, doing a summer essay or whatever. And I was on Pandora and John Mayer started singing. I was like, Oh my God, who's that person that's singing? <laughs> and then I was like, Whoa, that's John Mayer. Who's John Mayer? And then from then I was like, Okay, cool. I want to play guitar and I want to sing like John Mayer. So. My mom, I told my mom, my mom wanted a guitar. And then she says, you have to do really well in school. So I did really, really well in school for that year. 
<laughs> and um, just to get the guitar. And I got the guitar and I was like, the rest is like, okay, yo, this is what, <laughs> this is, this is joy right here. Yeah. Yeah. Music is joy. Playing music is joy. Um, so that's kind of what largely influenced my music, John Mayer. So my music is a lot like John Mayer slash like Ed Sheeran um, slash Damon Rice slash uh, Ray LaMontagna. All right. Um, so yeah, it's a that's nice super little, fun. Nice little sound effect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a nice little mix of, um, of all those uh, musicians. Yeah. So that's yeah. basically what my music is like. I like to make the listener like feel emotion as soon as they listen to it. Like, oh, I want to cut, I know, I want to, I'm, I'm getting like in my feels right now. That's, that's what I want to do to the listener. Yeah, you know? definitely. What was your first guitar? My first guitar was a, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, a Takamini. And then I just started playing that. And now I have a Yamaha, cool little nice parlor guitar. Nice. But yeah, so that was my first guitar, my first acoustic. And then I jumped up to an electric guitar um fender strat and then recently i jumped up to john mayer's signature guitar Ooh. that john made my wallet cry though my wallet was crying <laughs> after that purchase oh my goodness but um yeah so that's so right now i have uh three okay three guitars that's awesome um, but yeah i tell myself this is going to be the last guitar i'll ever need and then probably John Mayer will come out with a guitar in seven years and I'll probably get that. It's like, oh, I'm going to get that guitar. But yeah. Yeah. I always say that this is the last instrument I need. And then I see like a ukulele. I'm like, ha, ah, okay. Now I got to have that one because it looks like yeah. a watermelon or something. Oh, right. It's never, it's never the last. It's never the last. It's never the last. It's never the last. So do you, do you prefer acoustic or electric? I know um, a lot of your music yeah. is very. <laughs> a lot of music is very acoustic right mm -hmm. now. At, at the moment, um, it depends on the moment. Before, maybe like two, three years ago, I was very like acoustic based. Um, and then mm -hmm. I started listening to a lot more um, R&B and um, getting into more like electric slash like R&B vibe um, for my new EP that's coming out later on um, in a couple of months. Oh, month or two. that's exciting. Ooh, <laughs> new music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's new music coming out. Um, so where the lions are is my first release. Um, that's on Spotify or anywhere you can listen to music. That was a very like acoustic, acoustic y yes. um vibe. Um, but my new EP that's coming out, uh it's going to be called can i say it on you i can say it on yeah you. go yes. for it so it's going to be called <clears throat> forever the lover boy right i'm just going to say it again for dramatic effect forever the lover boy right so that's going to be the next uh ep title that's going to come out in the next uh, few months or so and that's going to be a completely different vibe from where the lions are i'm excited yeah people are going to think oh man ike is going to come at me with the where the lions are vibe acoustic-y and then they listen to forever the love boys like whoa that's completely like different <laughs> so like i'm excited to shock the listener i'm excited i'm very excited uh, do you have a set number of songs that that project is gonna be oh yes five songs nice five songs nice five yeah 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 so that's um, one more than the first one <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's one <laughs> that's one more one more than the, than the last i was like yeah you know what oh, it's gonna be one more song and then but ah i'm so like i've been itching to just release it 
Yeah. Um, like, oh my God, I can't wait to talk done to just people to hear it. Cause I hear it all the time in my car when I listen back to it. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, this is like, I can't wait to see how am I going to put this out and advertise this? How am I going to do this music video? How am I going to, there's so many, like, how am I going to do it? Like, I can't wait to do it. So like, I'm just itching to, to kind of get that stuff out there so people can hear it and people can like, I don't know, absorb that information. Yeah. yeah. Have Ooh. you announced that anywhere yet? No, I have not. This is oh, you heard it man. here first. You heard it here on first. Lehigh Valley Arts <laughs> you Podcast. You heard it here first. Forever the Lover Boy. <laughs> TBA. <laughs> <laughs> TBA. <laughs> heard it here first. Only oh. people that know are my friends. That's um my my close friends. Um, but this is the first public live announcement. That's All super right. exciting. Very well, thanks for being comfortable enough to share yes. No, thank you for giving me the space to, of to share that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But yeah, I'm really yeah. excited. I'm really excited for, for that to come out. Definitely. You have an album cover picked out already? You know what? I don't like that. I'm, I'm sifting through so many ideas. Yeah. Um, so, oh my God. Okay. So I have this idea or I had this idea of, um, me like looking at the camera and like the arms of a woman is like, hugging me from behind i was like okay that's an idea and then i had another idea of just in the picture of um a woman just hugging me like a like a you know like you you see those pictures of like where like um like i'm in the arms of my partner like yeah all emotional looking at the camera all emotional like yeah um those are my oh and there's another idea yes i forgot there was another idea where it was just me standing outside of, or sitting outside a door um, with like flowers, like slain on the floor, and there's like mm. a door. So there's like the matter. Ah, the, I'm trying to see what would grab somebody's attention as quickly as possible and kind of convey that emotion, like emotion. Yeah. Like okay, the door is closed. This dude was this, this this person's house trying to knock on the door. Yeah. She didn't open the door. Oh man, I got flowers for you. I guess you're not getting the flowers because you're not opening the door. <laughs> so um, I'm trying to decide. Oh man, what's which one's the best cover? I don't know. What nice. what, what 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 are y'all thinking? Like which mm. which idea do you think would like you see it and it's like oh man, like the like the one with the woman hugging me from behind, the one with the woman holding me all like oh it's okay they're there or <laughs> <laughs> the one where I'm outside just sitting at the door and the flowers are on the floor. Mm. Both of those last two really grip me. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> right. That's the thing. I was like, man, yeah. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know which one. I don't know. Hearing, hearing you, uh, before you said that you've been listening to a little bit more R&B music recently. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So all three of those make me think about a lot of yes. famous R&B covers. Yeah. Am I right in thinking that that may, may be a big influence on this next EP? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's that's going to be a big influence. Um, yeah, there's just a lot more new sounds. Um, yeah. I worked on the EP um, after writing the songs or whatever. I had one of my good friends that I'd come to know, producer, uh, Melvin Doral. Um, and he kind of brought all the songs to life, you know, very cool by producing it. Um, so with his help, I was able to really make those songs kind of shine, um, the way that I wanted them to and the way that I heard it in my head and the way that yeah. it was just a good collaboration. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, those, those vibes like, yo, 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 wait, I gotta, so 
I'm releasing a single. So the single I'm going to release is called I Fell For You, right? And the uh, single cover is really, really simple, right? It's just um, a bed with like rustled sheets and it's like the golden hour. It's like an empty bed. It's like, oh, that's very sultry. So I'm excited to like, not that I think about it, maybe if I'm going with that vibe, maybe the woman holding me or like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Because the singles vibe is like, oh, there's an empty bed, rustled sheets, golden hour. It's like, well, what happened? Yeah. It's like, oh, so look at that. I just figured it out. (laughs) (laughs) Here, 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 still Pixel Studios. (laughs) I figured out what I'm going to choose for my EP cover. That's dope. That's dope. But yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of the progression of uh, the new music that's coming out. So, Very cool. Yeah. 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 You have this whole other layer of um, creative choices that you have to make because not only are you writing the music and creating the music, now you got to, what am I going to pick for an album cover? What am I, yeah, that's, that's so difficult. Yeah. What am I going to pick for an album cover? What am I going to pick for? How am I going to list the songs? How am I going to like... If somebody just has to listen to the EP from one by one to five without shuffle, mm-hmm. how am I gonna yeah. make it like a story wise? Or there's so many like it, maybe, uh, it's mad. It it can get stressful in terms of like deciding. Oh man, because you want it to be so perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but there's I don't know. There's a lot of joy in kind of figuring out what's gonna because once you find it. Right. Um, it's like writing a song. So when I write songs, sometimes I write really bad songs. And then like sometimes when I write a good song, it's like, oh my God, that's it. Yeah. Right? So it's kind Definitely. of fun to kind of go through that stage of what am I going to do? 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 And then it's like, oh, yo, this is definitely what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And then nothing, no other choice kind of seems to match yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. That s- stress surrounding that and that concept is so similar to what we have talked about with our visual artists that Mm -hmm. come in here is um, do you title your work and why or why not? Do you struggle to title your work? And obviously with music, it's a little bit different, but you're also on the side of how do you organize your work? How do you lay out that story and what order do you put stuff in to convey what you mean and what you're feeling kind of thing. So similar kind of concept. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And art of itself. Yeah, absolutely. You know, artists, creatives in general um i guess with anything in terms of creating there's always like uh i guess the critics in your head um the whole the what's what's that line you're your you're your own harshest critic or what own worst critic yeah. own worst critic yeah yeah. yeah 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 um that can be definitely true in some ways oh know? i can like, imagine yeah so it's as creatives, that's that's one of the, um, I don't know if it's an obstacle or just one of the things that we face as creatives. Mm-hmm. But the most, imp- the, the joy is like, oh, at least for me, I know that like something that I'm going to like push past through because at the end of the day, like I, like I want people to, to feel what I'm feeling or felt what I felt when I wrote these songs. Definitely. Um, so that's the joy in it and figuring it out. I guess that's part of the joy. Yeah. 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 When it comes to that curation process of figuring out the order of those songs or even which five songs you choose to put on there. Yes. What does that process look like for you? 
Oh, it's like, okay, so it's like going through, because there were like a couple of songs, like, do I, like old songs that I've written, like, oh man, I want people to hear this, because it feels like once I release these songs, I don't want to go all the way back and release a really old song that I wrote like six years ago. Yeah. Especially if I'm like in a different state of uh, creative process or creative journey or. Right. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, I got to pick really good five songs that like okay and i'm trying to be like man when somebody listens to this i want it to be better than my last release you know yeah because people really liked really liked uh where the lions are and i can't come up with like oh man here's another and there's like whoa bro what happened like, <laughs> right there's like, well, what is this uh, so that's also like the um picking the songs is also a huge mm. thing picking which songs get on there yeah um but i'm excited these songs (laughs) (sighs) sometimes when i listen like i know that i'm excited because like when i listen to some of them it's like oh man i'm feeling i'm getting in my feels right now like i'm in my feelings so it's like knowing that it's like okay somebody else who listens to this is also going to be in in their feelings i guess that's how i decide which one to put on it's like I play back. I was like, okay, am I my feelings? I am, but like, I'm like at a sixty percent, right? But then this other song makes me like in that ninety percent. Okay, so that's the song I'm gonna <laughs> pick. So I try to pay attention to what it makes me feel like. Um, yeah, definitely. And if it makes me feel the feels, then it's going. It's going. Air, air, somebody else got to hear it. That's awesome. Yeah. This very. Is, sorry. Go ahead. Ben. I was gonna say very emotionally <laughs> driven. Very emotionally driven. Yeah. 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 I can be a little intense with the emotions sometimes in music. Um, if I don't like, I listen to music and I was like, Hmm, what am I feeling? If I feel nothing, um, then I was like, all right, that's not, that's not, if whatever it is, whatever that feeling is, um, if it's just, I don't know if it's, uh, not just noise, but like just, um, sounds, I guess noise is a little Mm. harsh word to use, but just Mm. sounds. But if this, if it's sounds that come with something that makes me feel, um, in general, whatever it is, happiness, sadness, yeah, confusion in a good way, um, then yeah, that's that's kind of how I uh, decide whether or not on like what music I like or what music I don't really, you know, like to listen to this and this and this and that. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's kind of how it is in my brain for me. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, I love that you called it. I think Ben, you said this curation, like you're curating this, the way that the listener kind of experiences your work from the album cover to the way that you organize it to the titles. And Mm. that's something that is maybe even unique to musicians because you are entirely framing how someone is going to hear your work. Whereas a painter, they might drop their painting off at the gallery and they don't have that creative control over the final product of What's the setting in which Absolutely. the listener? I mean, I guess it depends on where the listener's listening to. I've been listening to your stuff all day, and I was gardening this morning, and then I was <laughs> cooking. <laughs> thank you, so, thank you, thank you for the streams. <laughs> thank you for the streams. So yeah, I I just I like that word curation as it relates to musicians because I never really thought of it that way. Yeah, but. that is though. Yeah, it's a very dope way to look at it, actually. Yeah, I mentioned this, I believe, two episodes ago now. I have a couple friends in Texas who are musicians and they talked about the struggle when creating for a project Hmm. that you may make a song 
that you enjoy and like a lot, but it doesn't fit with the vision of the process and in the project itself. And therefore it's bad within that context and they don't want to release it. Yeah. Have you, have you found that for yourself at all? So the thing is, I've never actually never been asked to write for a project or a movie okay. um, before. So I'm not quite sure what that feeling is like. Yeah. Um, however, I must imagine it can only feel, uh, what's the word? Because if you're asked to create something for like a movie or, or a short mm-hmm. film, whatever, yeah. um, that's when feelings got to, because when you're writing, as, at least for me, um, if I ever writing outside of my own experiences, then it's a little harder. Definitely. Um, because that's an experience that I don't understand. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and to me, music is very, um, release a songwriting process is very like, okay, these are my experiences, right? Cause this is the best way I can, you know, not be, I don't know if the word is fake, um, yeah. mm. Or just be as authentic as possible as I possibly can, right? Because I believe if I'm authentic, the listener will feel my authenticity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can only imagine that process to be entirely difficult. I yeah. would love to do it someday, though. <laughs> I would love to do it someday. Yo, if you're listening to this and you need somebody to, uh, to write for you or something, let me know. Let me know. But anyways. Um, take, challenge. take commissions. It's a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> it's a challenge. I would love to do it um, because then I can, okay, how can I make that experience um, be not part of my, I don't know if it's part of my own experience, but like, how can I step into that shoe mm-hmm. that person is trying to create? Definitely. Um, especially visually and kind of write something to that. Um, I figure it's a really like hard process. So that's like, that's, but I would love to do it someday. I would yeah. love to, I would love to, because that's a challenge and I love <sighs> conveying it's like, ah, that sounds like such a fun thing to do. I would love to do that. I would love to do that someday. <laughs> it sounds like a collaborative project collaborative opportunity. Project. Maybe, it, it maybe does. you need to work on a short film, Ben, and yes. then hire film. Ike to write the music for <laughs> let it. Let me know. Let me know. I will definitely I w- let you know. I would love to do that. Wow, that sounds a lot of fun. I would love to do that. <laughs> yeah. So when you are working on a new album mm-hmm. or a new song, um, what does your process look like? How do you kind of get into that mindset? Are you like the, what did we talk about last week? The type of person that at 2 a.m. you're like scribbling stuff down okay. on a notepad or. Okay. Uh, ooh, so it all depends. Um, sometimes a melody comes to my brain um, or like I'm driving um, and then like I hear like a certain thing in my head and I start singing it out loud. And then when I get home, I like to write in the dark, right? Kind of, oh, you can't see in the dark, dude. What are you doing, right? So, <laughs> but I love, like, that's why I'm not a fan of fluorescent lighting or, mm. um, like, the, like, lighting is such a, plays such a vital role in, like, how I feel. Um, so when I'm writing, I like it to be as dim, dark as possible. Cause then, like, I feel like I don't have any distractions. Um, yeah. Like, a part of my, I don't know if it's sensory, my, uh, you know, I can see, but like, I can't, it's not as bright. So only thing I can focus on is literally what I'm feeling. Um, and like my ears, 
Um, so it makes my ears a lot more, uh, what's the word? It's a lot less distraction for my eyes. So it makes my ears more uh, susceptible to hearing something that I might like or my makes my brain more like open um, to things because more things are cut out um, visually. Um, so yeah, that's kind of all of my writing process. I sometimes start singing a melody or um, I'm feeling something like, oh man, I feel like I want to write a song right now. And then like I go to my guitar and I start playing chords or whatever. And I'm like thinking to myself, hey, da, 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 does this sound good though? <laughs> uh, does this feel, does this, is this what I'm feeling? And then sometimes like I hit it on the money. It's like, yeah. oh man, I just wrote the song. And sometimes it takes like, like you're right. It's like, oh man, immediately or like depending on the song, I can say, okay, this song is not gonna, this, I'm not feeling this song. I write something and I listen back to it. It's like, okay, that was, that wasn't, it's not something I've released, you know, this mm -hmm. song is for like, okay, yeah. I guess this song is for me. This is how I was feeling in that moment. I'm kind of therapeutic in that way. Um, so there's some songs that are just like, okay, this is like a therapeutic thing. And there's some songs that, okay, therapeutic plus, yo, other people got to hear this stuff right here. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of what the songwriting process is like. Normally it starts with the melody in my head um, or feeling, um, and then I just kind of translate that um, to make music out of it as best as I possibly can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the most important thing is whatever it is I'm feeling, I got to put it out on paper. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is I'm feeling, I got to put it out. If I'm not feeling anything, I can't. I feel, I've noticed when I write, if I don't, if I'm not feeling any sort of way, it, the song doesn't really turn out to be. Mm. But if I'm feeling something and I write it and it's like, oh my God, yo, dude, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> yo. It's like, oh man, what was happening here? Or it's like, ooh, what are you feeling? What were you thinking about? So it's, yeah. Um, so yeah, those are kind of the moments that I have when it comes to the songwriting process. Yeah. That's super cool. So you started to touch on it here, but what mm -hmm. kind of a part does music play in your daily life? Plays a whole, phew, plays a lot. <laughs> I don't know what I would do if music wasn't a thing. I, to be honest, I, I don't. It's like um, music. I don't know. Music is music plays a big role, um, huge role. Not only in terms of creating and writing, but like if I'm out somewhere and there's music, I get distracted, right? Like I can be having a conversation with somebody, and sometimes I'm like, man. Sometimes, like, you know, I, I, I'm a nice person, you know, I try to be as nice as possible. <laughs> so sometimes when I'm talking to my friends and a good song comes on, yeah, I say, and I, say, I just say a disclaimer, I'm sorry, like, I might get distracted. I just let them know right away. Fair. <laughs> I might get distracted <laughs> because this, I'm trying my best and I get distracted very easily. So I was like, I'm trying my best right now to stay focused, because <laughs> the, but this is my jam, right? <laughs> so, um, and I also love to dance. Um, so music plays a huge role in my mood. Um, so if I'm out somewhere, um, let's say like I'm out like a, at a party, the music is the most important thing. I don't care about the drinks. I don't care about the food. Oh, the food is important, but you know, <laughs> you know, I don't care about any. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, who's DJing? Who's <laughs> who's on the ox? Right? Who's <laughs> like? And I said, oh my god, what? What was this guy? You know? So it's like, uh, I don't know. Music is plays such a big role. Um, so at the high school in my office, I have a guitar. I'm going to have, uh, 
my LED light set up. So when you walk into my office, it's like this ambiance of like, if I were a student, I'd like to visualize it as you're walking into somebody's room. Like, uh, mm. it's like, okay, as my school counselor, he, um, <laughs> he's like a super chill dude. He's creating like, a vibe in here. He's create, it's like a whole vibe. Yeah. It's a whole vibe. Um, cause I like to believe that like, there's so many other things that have such a huge effect on your mood. Um, and as for students, that's like, if I were a student, I said, oh my, how would I like my school counselor to be? Or when I talk to them. So in my office, when students come in, I ask them, okay, choose a color. I give them the remote and they choose a color and I turn the lights off and you're talking. It's like, whoa, it's like, it just, I don't know. It's a, it's a huge kind of like, um, vibe thing and sometimes i do like little music um or i have my students um, make music with me um it's just really nice music i try to implement it and if any if i can implement it even a little bit where it doesn't where it might not belong quote unquote <laughs> mm -hmm. i think music belongs everywhere by quote unquote where it might not belong um i would like to I'd love to. Even on Thursdays, I do the morning announcements at the high school on Thursdays. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I sing to the students and then I do them. So that's like my thing. Oh, oh that's so cool. So Thursday mornings are uh, mornings with Mr. O. Nice. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun for me. So I try to fit it in um, many parts of my life, many parts of my life as I possibly can. But yeah. That's super cool. Uh, I love that you mentioned before how music is very therapeutic to you. And you oh, yeah. just mentioned now about how you use the guitar and the music with, with the students. Yes, so from absolutely. a counseling perspective, mm -hmm. how do you, how do you usually try and implement that, um, that music? Into so it? I, a lot of my students are huge into um, art and they're a bunch of them are low key singers, right? That's so, <laughs> so if I found out you're a singer, yeah. Um, I like to bring out the star and people, right? So like, if I found out that you're a singer, I'm going to gas you up. Like, I'm going to like, <laughs> it's like, yo, like you, what do you, like, what are you doing? Let's, let's hear something. Right. Yeah. And nine times out of 10, people like, I don't want to sing. I'm so shy to sing. But it's like, <sighs> I like to think that I have this skill, right? Where I'd need like at least like 20 minutes to talk to you and then I can get you to sing. Right. So <laughs> at least 20 minutes, you know, eight out of 10 success rate. Right. But you've, uh, you've got the lights, you've got the vibes. <laughs> I got this. Oh man. I, I do want to sing. I do want to sing. That's, that's the vibe. But yeah, so that's how I implemented. So, um, or for example, if my student in terms of poetry, right. Yeah. Um, I also try to kind of encourage my students, um, to write out their feelings in poetry mm -hmm. format or, um, and then if I have a student who's sings, I play the guitar and they write a song right there. So why don't you try writing a song? See what it feels like. Cause if it feels good, for, I'm not saying it's going to feel good for everybody else, but yeah. just to see what it feels like. And usually since that vibe, it's so like, that's why I try to create a vibe that's not school i don't want to say school like quote unquote <laughs> but i want my office and my environment in the school counseling office to feel like i'm not in school um yeah. because school is such a stressful place to be yeah. especially during this time i think um especially for students it's such a stressful 
place to be, right? So I want my students to come into my office. Oh, this kind of feels like I'm at home. Like, it feels like I'm at my home. The lights are off. Um, okay, there's like music playing. Like this blaring fluorescent lighting is not blinding me, making yeah. me feel like I'm at a doctor's office. Um, I'm like chilling, you know? So that's kind of that's how I try cool. to implement it. Yeah. Um, Cause that's how I would like my school counselor to implement that. Yeah. You know, that kind of vibe, that feeling. Definitely. But yeah, that's kind of how, how it goes about with that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not even all set up yet. My office, I would like to take a picture and send it all later on. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I got to get the Please chair. Do. I got to get the little water fountain, waterfall thing. <laughs> so when you're, when you're, Oh, I'm excited. Next year is going to be awesome. <laughs> I love it. But yeah. Plays into the first impression that someone gets when they walk right, right in when your office. When they walk in, it's like, whoa, what is... Yeah. They, like, look around. They look around. <laughs> uh, they, like, tapestry up. And it's like, it's like, whoa, where am I? You know? <laughs> that's that's kind of the vibe. So oh, that's so fun. Really chillaxed. Um, like, you're just... You're at ease, right? I yeah. want you to be at ease when you walk in already. Because then it makes it much easier for me to talk to you and kind mm -hmm. of, like, see what's going on. So a lot of singer-songwriters yes. will also double and uh, release things as poets as well. Okay. Um, mm. Because writing, singing, songwriting mm. is definitely a form of, of poetry as well. Absolutely. So when it comes to how you identify as an artist, would okay. you say that you are a multimedium artist, meaning you include all of that, or would you primarily identify as singer-songwriter? Hmm, that's a good question. Um I started off as writing. I started off writing poetry freshman year of high school. Okay, and then after I found a guitar and after I started writing songs, I never really, I guess, quote unquote, wrote poetry. Um, I would here and there, but everything, everything in terms of words um, to express my feelings that I wrote out, more than half of them turned into songs. Mm. Um, so I guess multi, what, what, what was that nice word you used? <laughs> Multimedia. Multimedia artist. Multimedia artist. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I guess I would consider myself a multimedia artist because um, I do enjoy writing poetry. It's just that if, when I write a really cool line, I'm like, oh man, I would like that to be a melody, right? Definitely. Um, at least, because when, when I write, I was like, oh, man, I want somebody else to hear this. Mm -hmm. um, so whenever I write those lines, I always want them to turn into melody now. Definitely. Back then, I didn't because I didn't know what a songwriter was. Not was, but I never I didn't write songs at all. Yeah. So, But when I started writing songs, I was like, oh, I would have loved for somebody to hear this um, songwriting-wise. Uh, maybe it's because it's a much, uh, what's the word? Um, not more accessible, but it's more okay, I have more opportunity for somebody to hear mm. this if I turn mm. it into a song or more popular, more popular medium, I guess you can say. Yeah. Somebody to listen to. That's fair. It's more, yeah. it's more accessible to some, to some, you know, definitely um, for them to hear this. So anytime I write something cool, it's like, oh man, I want to turn it into a melody. Definitely. Um, yeah. There's a musicality to there's it. There's a musicality everything. to it. Yeah. 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 Oh, that'd be a really cool, that's a really cool line. Dang, that's dope. I want to turn it into a melody. So, <laughs> You know, I, I can yeah. release it and somebody else can hear it. So, oh man, that's all. That's, I, I hear what you're saying in that line. But yeah, one liners are, are wonderful. <laughs> I love it. So if, if your poetry is too good, then it just ends up 
<laughs> ends uh, up in the song. It ends up in the yeah. It ends up in the song. Yeah. yeah. It ends up in the song. Not to generalize too much, but people are usually listening to music on Spotify and not spoken word poetry. Absolutely. No, <laughs> that's a good point. So yeah. more more accessible, that's, I think, is yeah, a good definitely accessible. a good that's, phraseology yeah. for yeah. that. That's the thing. Yeah. I don't know. After the next after the last election, I feel like we have more people getting into spoken word now. Mm. That is very true. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> that is very, very true. Yeah. That is very, very true. Yeah. That Amanda Gorman, man. Oh, yeah. That was wonderful. <laughs> Playing at the Super Bowl as well. Yeah. So this is off topic, but this is something that has come up in my office conversation is um, the integration of arts and sports mm. and how that was such a specific choice to have her like a laureate recite at yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> like, are are you sports sports fan? Um, what does what do you call a social sports fan? Was that a fake mm. sports fan? No, I no, <laughs> I, so. I I definitely relate to that because I honestly like if someone invited me to a baseball game, I would go. But absolutely, I'm not sitting to watch it. But I literally <laughs> on my DVR had that the Super Bowl taped. I otherwise probably would not have cared about it at all. But because she was there speaking and this was an art form in a place that you wouldn't traditionally think of. That was um, exciting and definitely drew me in. Yeah. Sorry. So a, little, a little tangent. A little but <laughs> so Ike, you're a school counselor. I'm a school counselor. Um, what's your education background? Where did so, you go to school? Undergrad. I went to Kutztown University. Shout out Kutztown. Shout out Kutztown. <laughs> KU. Golden Bear. It's good to be golden. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and in grad school, um, I guess I was so golden that I wanted to be more golden <laughs> and stayed at Kutztown for grad school. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I just finished up the program last year. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. So um, that's in terms of like college, that's um, school counselor program, um, licensure three-year program, um, which kind of puts me on track to um, become a licensed practical counselor, get my LPCs. Um, I have to, have to take a test and then I have to get a bunch of hours and then I'm eligible to open up my own practice. Very cool. Isn't that kind of cool? That is very cool. <laughs> you can be creating a vibe in your own practice. Creating a whole vibe. You can play oh, your yeah. own music. Play in my <laughs> own music. It's like, mm, like seamless I, plugs with that, my clients, that right? That guy sounds so familiar. <laughs> yeah, if you like it, there's a QR code by yeah, the door. Yeah, right? There's a QR code. You trying to get the CD? Like, there's nice. a CD right yeah. there after each session. Yeah. Just kidding. It's like making TikToks <laughs> with your own songs in it. Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the same kind Absolutely. of thing. Absolutely. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know in school there's, especially with a psychology program, there's not a lot of time for other things, but um, did you, were you part of any musician groups, artist collectives, anything like that while you were in school? Undergrad. Okay. Undergrad I was. Um, undergrad I was a part. I did choir for like a year. Um, and I did act the acapella group cuts tones for like three years. Um, and there were like a couple like ensembles that I did here and there. I'm um, doing my undergrad, but at grad school, <clears throat> no, um, <laughs> I didn't do any of that. There was, uh, there wasn't, there weren't really many opportunities that I knew of mm -hmm. as a grad student to be, um, a part of any musical, um, thing that was happening at mm -hmm. the school. And plus my mental space was like, man, I just got to get through this program. Yeah. Um, now that I'm through with the program, now that I have, uh, I'm fortunate enough to be employed 
Mm-hmm. Um, I can focus again on music because those three years I released yeah. my EP like that first, my first year in grad school. Okay. And after that, I just couldn't focus as much as I wanted to mm. on making music, nor did I have the funds to make music. Mm-hmm. Um, Understandable. So, yeah. <laughs> that joint is expensive. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So that's, so that's kind of been, um, in terms of what I've joined, mm-hmm. um, all w- music clubs or programs that I was a part of, mm-hmm. um, while kind of getting bachelor's, my master's. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's not, I like, I have so many plans, um, for the future in terms of, uh, at the high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just warming up. <laughs> I'm just warming up. Put me in, coach. You know, like I'm just, I'm just warming up. Like, if I can make the ideas that I have in my head happen at the high school, um, I'm, I'm excited. That's I'm excited. Awesome. I'm excited. What are you gonna do in five years? You know that interview question. Um, yeah. I think about it all the time in my head. It's like five years, man. Like the high school. I want the high school to be like. Because there's this, uh, what's the word? Um, I don't want to say tradi- maybe traditional is the word. Mm. Um, and I want to completely scrap that traditional while keeping what's worked um, in terms of structure and keeping people organized or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like, how are we going to make this new generation of students um, understand what's happening? Because now school counseling has become more than just vocational. Now it's largely focused on mental health because not everybody has to go to college. Yeah. Um, nor do everybody, does everyone want to want to go to college? Yeah. Um, so the large focus is now on just like, okay, how are we going to give you the skills to be prepared once we, whew, once you go into the society, whether it be college or whether it be workforce, whatever, whatever it is you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to kind of implement my personality. Ooh, implement my personality. <laughs> wow. Implement my personality. Um, is that a melody right there? Uh, <laughs> implement my personality. But yeah, um, but yeah, that's that's kind of the vibe. Um, I don't know. I'm excited. That's that's great to hear that because we were even just when we started joking about how we were we've been talking um, in other episodes about your full time job doesn't define you or that something might be your side gig, but it seems there is so much duality in what you do in your full-time job and in your personal life. And you are making such a direct connection and you seem so equally passionate about both sides of it. And I just love that. That's the thing, right? Cause I was like, yo, my mom wanted to be a doctor. So what a doctor, I can't be a doctor. Right. Um, like I don't have, um, I personally don't believe I have what it takes to be a doctor, right? That's just a, my own honest assessment. Um, and I was never going to be, okay, in terms of this, <laughs> this uh, our conversation, let's call it a day job, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and a day job, quote unquote, that I'm not a fan of. Um, mm-hmm. So if school counseling, I was like, yo, I got to do something that I actually really like too in terms of my day job. Because yeah. that's going to mess everything up if I don't, um, at least for me, because I'm very sensitive to to that energy. Um, so school counseling was perfect. That's what I say. I'm like fortunate because, oh, bam, I love school counseling. I also love music. 
how can I get music into because music is so what's the word universal and mm-hmm. so uh, yeah. what's the word uh, it's the universal language right universal <laughs> language you can yeah. fit you can it can fit in a lot of places it's very adaptable mm-hmm. or you know so it's like how can I get music into the school counseling or bring it into the school that's why I was like yo principal Mr. Mr. G can I can I sing to the students he was like, you can do whatever you want. I was like, whoa, really? Freedom? <laughs> right? Your very own Thursday Fre- morning radio Thursday show. Thursday morning radio show. Freedom and in high school? I, I never would have imagined right? those Freedom words Freedom. I was like, whoa. I was like, whoa, really? <laughs> Dang, I can do this? That's crazy. Uh, Thank you. But you're an administrator. <laughs> He's not right? the student. That's that's fair. <laughs> right? That's So that's, I was like, thank you for giving me this, um, giving me this opportunity to kind of implement what I love um into the building mm-hmm. um but yeah that's that's really much it it's really funny because undergrad i was a biochemistry major my only my freshman year <laughs> only my freshman year after i was like that's that's when my mom wanted to be a doctor um so undergrad um i mean she still wants me to be a doctor but it's <laughs> <laughs> like school counseling is what it is um but um undergrad um i was in lab and i would be dissecting whatever animal or dissecting a zoology and i will start singing i sing all the time in lab my professors <laughs> knew it to your dead I'll frog be, i'll be dissecting a, i don't know a worm or whatever <laughs> scientific name for the worm is and i'll just be singing that my people people in classes got used to it you know and then my professors let me do it it's like you know it's crazy so that's <laughs> why i think anywhere i am i just gotta I just got to bring it. I just got to bring it into, um, bring it into whatever I'm doing. But yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's it. That's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because in the dorms, you know how they have the showers, like a communal shower or whatever, and mm-hmm. the, the big dorms. Nah, and in the morning, I, I don't care who's in the shower, who's in the, I'll start singing. It's like, ooh, this is. <laughs> I'll never forget one time I was I was taking a shower and I was singing and there was this other person next to me. He goes, oh man, it feels like it's a radio in here, man. Keep going. I was like, yeah, you're welcome, bro. No problem. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you with the music. It's crazy. So whatever I'm doing, I feel like I'm always, that's like a, because it brings me joy, right? And I'll be damned if I, if I can't put joy into my life, if I have the, what's the word? If I have the power to do it, right? If I'm aware that I have the power to do it, then why am I not? Why why wouldn't I do it? Mm-hmm. You know. But yeah, sure. that's really much it, to be honest. Yeah. In terms of that. Yeah. Definitely. If we were to hear a an audio snippet of you singing in the shower recently, what what song you got stuck in your head? Oh man. <laughs> um, Lake Street Dive. Okay. Um, there's a song called Neighbor Song. It's such a, it's like, I can hear my neighbors making love upstairs. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, it's so good. <laughs> and the ending, there's this, like, big, like, ending. It's like the the strings come in, the, oh, the upright bass comes in. And then she goes, the neighbors making love upstairs will crush me. Oh, <laughs> Yo, it's such a funny song. It's like I can hear my neighbors making love upstairs, and then at the end, it's like uh, if the pillars. It's such a metaphorical. Like if the pillars that's holding this apartment complex or whatever falls down from the love that they're making, 
I'm going to be crushed. Yeah. And that's like, because I'm down on the ground floor. I just think lyrically that's genius. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm down on the ground floor. Oh. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll stop. But yeah, I love it. So that's the song. That's you the don't song have to play an audio snippet. <laughs> you know, that's true. That's 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 the song that's stuck in my head. Yeah. So everybody, please go listen to that neighbor song, Blake Street Dive. Nice. That's the song that's stuck in my head. The moment. Yeah. I know you mentioned um, John Mayer mm. and Ray Montag, who Queen. actually I was thinking exactly him. When I was listening to your music yeah. earlier, so I was so happy that That's, you said that because yeah, really, I yeah. love him. Yeah, he's my... <laughs> um, but is there any other musicians, of course. Um, music that you kind of drive drive your inspiration from? Um, recently, um, Mahalia. I don't know if you've heard of Mahalia. She's, um, she's from the UK. Very R&B. Um, Mahalia is huge. I listened to, heard the first song maybe like two years ago, mm. two, three years ago, maybe. Um, and then I was like, oh my God, I got to see this person. I got to see her. So I saw her twice, right? One by myself because my friends don't listen to Mahalia. And then uh, I met her the second time. I bought the VIP ticket. It was mad cheap, right? Nice. But it was like 30, 40 bucks. Oh, that's, that's a steal. That's a steal, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because I was like, yeah, I know in two years, these John's going to be like at least... 800 yeah right because she's gonna be big um so she's already kind of garnering towards being really big um but i met her and she's like oh, i can't even do the i can't i don't want to mimic the accent i can't even do it but um she asked me for my name and i was like <gasps> my heart kind of like <laughs> melted i heard her voice i heard i was like oh man i want to <laughs> have like a cup of tea with you or something i don't know so, <laughs> but yeah i'm um, the halia um i'm a huge fan of brett denon okay so like very like I've been listening to a lot more songs that's like very kind of like groovy um to kind of and I've kind of feel it coming into my music. Mm-hmm. Um Where the Lions are was all those songs were written like when I used to listen to a lot of um a lot of Damien Rice mm. um and a lot of uh I'm trying to think of someone else. Not necessarily John Mayer because John Mayer has inspired me all the way through. Um but where the lions are was written at a very much when I used to listen to a lot more like like very whisper into the microphone. Whisper into the microphone kind music. Um mellow music, I should say. But now I've been listening to a lot more R and B and a lot more like pop. Um and I'm trying to implement those elements into my mellow sound. So yeah, that's so Mahalia and Brett Denon um and Lake Street Dive are like huge right now. That's my awesome. brain or my playlist or my um Spotify top ten, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, so Mahalia, absolutely. I think she's probably number one. Like one like Mahalia, she's such a she's such a good songwriter and she's so catchy with her lyrics and so like her vibe is just like a, I don't know. It's like the vibe that I kind of want to like be like, oh man, I kind of want to be that. Like I want to, yeah, I want to create that like that vibe that Mahalia creates, um, mm-hmm. mixed in with my mellow kind of sound. That's super. So cool. I can make people cry and like bop their heads at the same time as crying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is not so bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is a bop, this but is, the <laughs> this is a bop. Oh my god! But the lyrics are so These emotional. Lyrics, oh. <laughs> 
Who oh, broke man. this man's heart? <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of try to mix mix both worlds in um, as much as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Mahalia is huge right now in my brain. Yeah, right now, absolutely. That's super cool. Yeah, and these are all pretty pretty new artists. Mm-hmm. Um, Mahalia is pretty new. Brett Dunn has been around for for a while, mm-hmm. um, but Mahalia, um, she's also been around for a while, but for new in terms of like. Mm-hmm. being known yeah um yeah and lake street dev has also been around for a while but oh, they're so talented they're so talented <laughs> um so yeah so those three right now are like huge huge um in my brain in terms of music yeah and i kind of hear it in my songwriting i hear a lot of influence like a lot of like like i've noticed in the past what four or five songs that i've written i've written a lot i've never written catchy songs quote unquote before mm. um it's like whoa this song is like really catchy like it's like okay but it's catchy but it's also like okay it's not like pop what's that what's what i'm looking for it's not like oh man like uh we are listening to um i don't know like something you hear on the radio time and time and time and, but it's like mm. catchy and it's like oh it's also like there's a lot of depth to the catchiness yeah mm-hmm. you know um, but yeah, so I'm trying to mix those two in as much as I possibly can. I have heard you say John, J A W N, at least three oh. times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I know a John Philly May. guy when I hear it. <laughs> are you so where are you from? Are you from so, Lehigh Valley area, Philly area? I'm originally from Nigeria, mm-hmm. but when I moved out here to the US at eight, I was, um, in Philly, but then I have a lot of friends who live in Philly, and I have a lot of friends um, who are from Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm in Philly a lot. So, and went to high school. Everybody, almost everybody, was from was from was from some part of Philly, and then moved to the suburbs um, of Philly, yeah, um, or outside of Philly. There's slang. Um, <laughs> it's really funny because I even use it in school <laughs> when I'm talking to my bosses. It's like. <laughs> I mean, it's like, yo, listen, you're going to get the authentic. I want to be authentic as possible in whatever space I'm in. Yeah. Um, when I'm not authentic, I feel really uncomfortable. Mm. Um, I start to itch. when I. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, man, I feel like I can't be myself. Like now, like whatever space that I'm in, I try to be as authentic as I possibly can. Mm. Um, so even in that environment, I say it to my administrators. And I was like, well, listen, ask me, dude. I mean, you hired me. For a reason, hopefully, right? Fair. And it's nice because I'm in a space where I have that, um, where I also have that freedom to do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm blessed to be in that space because some people don't don't have that space. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, that's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's an awesome role model to be for the kids too. Yeah. Is to mm-hmm. say, this is me. I'm not changing who I am just because of where I'm at right now. Yeah, no, that's dead. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's yeah. not it. That's yeah. not the moves. You know, if you're listening to this podcast and somebody's telling you to change who you are to be to fit into an environment, um, it's easier said than done, but don't do it. I like to think I would never let somebody, I would try my best to not let somebody rob me of my authenticity, right? Because mm-hmm. if I don't have that, then what else do I have? Yeah. Um, so that's that's dead. That's nah, it's not happening. Um, if I can help it, that's not happening. 
So yeah, anyways, never let somebody rob you of your authenticity. I got to say that word of like, <laughs> I got to break it up because I just can't. Authenticity. It's it's more dramatic. Authenticity. <laughs> got to break it up. Like Auto that. effect. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. So that's yeah. absolutely. What's that phraseology? I can't even remember where I heard this, but when people say like, you don't want to fit the mold, you want to break it. Yeah. Like just straight up break, break the mold. The mold. <laughs> break yeah. the mold, right? Be a trailblazer, do something like that's authentically you. Um, when we talk about self-care, right? That's like a self-care thing, to be honest. Yeah. Um, not letting somebody break break your mold or rob you of that authenticity. Because if you feel like you're yourself, like, I, I th- I'd like to think that you're in a happier, like you can be in a happier space Definitely. where you have more control over um, what's happening to you when you are mm-hmm. authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, because pretending to not be is a less, less, I, 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 it's really stressful. Yeah. It sounds mad stressful. When I, when I, when I've been in spaces where it's like, oh my God, this is like, this is, doesn't feel authentic. Like it's, it's like a stressful thing for me. Um, yeah. so that's why I can only imagine what it feels like to be in a space where, um, you can't be your authentic self. Mm. That's, that's like, a. I don't know if the word is stressful, but it's just not a happy place to be. That's why I like to encourage people. If you have that freedom, um, even if you don't have that freedom to practice it, because if we practice it, we get better at doing it. Um, very true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can't do it right away, just practice, practice, practice being authentic. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. That's I, awesome. I feel like we're getting free counseling. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh. Speaking of expressing yourself, yes, yes, especially yes, in yes, as yes, many yes. public public places as possible, have you been able to perform at all? Um, virtually, yes. Mm-hmm. And okay. there was also this like um um, coffee shop that was like doing like a indoor, like no one else is there but you, mm-hmm. and you're performing for like a virtual open mic. Oh, that's cool. Um, so yeah. Um, oh. was that local or no? That was in Phoenixville. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I know that Music Fest is uh, hopefully kind of know when it's coming, if it's coming back or when it's going to come back, but mm-hmm. hopefully more things local pop up. So right after school, I can just jump in definitely jump in somewhere um godfrey daniels <laughs> it's over on fourth street in Southside bethlehem okay is an amazing amazing coffee house place it's been been there i think since the 70s oh dang um nonprofit run um ramona labar does an amazing job she's there the booking manager um but it's just a very relaxed, chill, awesome, tiny little place. I think mostly virtual right now, but I would love to hear you at Godfrey oh, Dance. Oh, perfect. So, yeah, yeah. Is there anywhere that you really want to play? Because I think that like a space, Ooh. I don't know. I have such an emotional attachment to Godfrey Daniels. So I think any musician that I know or whose stuff I like, I always want to get them in there because mm-hmm. it's just always like a match made in heaven. But is there anywhere you feel like I would just love to get in there and play my music? Mm, I would love. Oof. doesn't even have to be local. <laughs> um, I would love. This is kind of a, a shooting for the stars thing, but um, NPR. 
Tiny Desk? Tiny Desk Concert. Oh, oh yeah. I haven't done one of those submissions videos because I didn't have the mental energy to even think about mm. doing that. Sure. Um, but now, like, I want to do that. So, like, that's... And I feel like I have the mental energy to to put towards doing that. Um, I would love to do that. But I'm trying to think. Like, Ward Cafe Live up down in Philly. Mm. Um I played open mic there a couple of times, but I would like to have like my own like Iketruku boo come here to listen to him play music. Um so Word Cafe Live, but not an open mic, like my own mm-hmm. my own show. Yeah. Um, or opening up for Lake Street Dive or John Mayer. You know, <laughs> like an a John Mayer acoustic set. Uh that would be that'd be I would love um to have that opportunity to play to yeah. play at those places yeah definitely because yeah. those places garner a lot of um um that's the place actually word cafe live i i was playing at this i played this open mic and i have played like a really one of my really really sad sad songs um that's going to be on the ep forever the lover boy <laughs> <laughs> just kidding <laughs> but yeah i played one of really sad songs and then this um this woman came up to me and was like oh my god that was so beautiful but who was that woman that broke your heart? <laughs> and I started laughing. I was like, well, what, you know, la, 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 you know, talk. It's like, nah, it's just, uh, it's just whatever. But it's like that. <laughs> I will never forget that. Cause I was like, okay, cool. Somebody was like, oh my God, who was the woman that broke his heart? It's like, dang, that's crazy. My music was enough to make you question who did this to you. You're out there villainizing unknown women. <laughs> villainizing unknown women. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Uh, that's that's so emotion. Funny. You are creating that's so emotion. much emotion that is with so your much music. Emotion. That this woman who never even met you. Never even met Was me. ready to fight some girl for you. <laughs> Yo. Oh, that's crazy Yo, yeah she was when I was playing that song it's like everybody was super quiet um, and that just intensifies the emotion when everybody's quiet yeah um, especially when you sing like a sad mellow um, song that's all like purely lyrically based um, but yeah that was a beautiful and that happened at Word Cafe Live <laughs> so I would love to have my own because it's such a good stage to be on I would love to have my own thing at Word Cafe Live I'll probably be, that's the one I can think of right now in this moment. That's like number one work I feel like. Yeah. That's super yeah. cool. You'll definitely have to reach out to the folks at Music Fest too. Oh, yes, Maybe please. you can get on one of those local stages. I would love to. I would love to. Oh, yeah. I would love to. Yeah. Yeah, let us know. We'll be there. Yeah, we'll definitely oh, yeah. be there. <laughs> okay, good. Good, 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 good. good. So, like, who are your biggest supporters? Um, family, friends, coworkers? Mm, my, one of my best friends, Roshan. Um, yeah, he's, I mean, he's been rocking with me since like freshman year of high school. So like, um, he's probably one of my biggest, he's like my, uh, what, what's the word? Uh, he's your roadie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's my roadie. Groupie. Groupie. Yeah. (laughs) Roadie slash, uh, what's the word? Uh, slash, uh, manager on some days. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's my, that's my boy. Um, and I have, a, I'm lucky to have a lot of friends who like gas me up and put my stuff on their page or whatever, like I'm doing something or and my siblings too. They rock with it. 
um, and my uncles and aunts. And so like, I have a lot of, uh, what's the word, um, support in terms of like, like, okay, yo, dude, you're making music, send us your music, we'll put it on our story or so yeah. things like that. Um, but yeah, it's, it was my mom, my, the thing is the parents coming from an immigrant family, it's very, what's the word? Um, very, uh, it's very more security based. So like, yo, music is not gonna, it's funny because my mom got me a guitar and was like, don't think of becoming a professional musician. Right. So <laughs> like, well, I'm not going to do that. And I was like, well, I kind of want to do that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the first drama, I was like, oh, okay, I kind of want to do that. Um, but yeah. So in terms of um, like when I first was doing my thing, I had to learn not to be, I, I had to learn to be okay with not much, um, what's the word, support from that aspect. Mm-hmm. parental aspect in terms of pursuing it the way that I want to pursue it. Sure. Um, and just learn to be, to receive that support from other people um, yeah. within that environment. Yeah. Um, and that's enough for me. You know, I don't know. That's, that's pretty much. Yeah. That's, that's kind <laughs> of how we're rocking. I need some tea. <laughs> <laughs> I need that's, some. This is dandelion tea. Th- yep, dandelion nettle oh my tea. God. <laughs> uh, I, that's that's every parent's fear, though, is yeah. their kid going to art school or their <laughs> their kid going to film school. <laughs> yeah. my, my my degree is technically a business degree, but it has art in the title. My parents are what? What is that? Arts administration. <laughs> Arts, right? <laughs> For their kid becoming a professional musician. And it comes from a, a truly good place. It does. It but does. I'm going to again tie in this term of the artist wound. Is your art worth something if it's not monetized? Or if is it worth something if it's mm. not good? Um, but there is so much, it has so much more worth than the commercial value. It's about expressing yourself. And Absolutely. for you, you have found a way to integrate it into your quote day job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that. Yeah. So. I had to, I had to, I just had to. Yeah. Yeah. I had to. It's you. Yeah. It's, it's how to be authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it makes it not feel like a quote unquote day job. Yeah. yeah. It makes it feel like I'm just actually, it's like, okay, cool. Like a superhero, like school counselor by day, <laughs> musician by <laughs> night. Right. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. So it's, 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 um, it's nice to kind of have the best of both worlds in my brain. Um, Definitely. At all times yeah. with that. That should yeah, be your yeah. tagline. School counselor by day, musician by night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but that is my clubhouse bio. <laughs> that is my bio. School counselor by day, musician by night. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, how has the Lehigh Valley influenced either your creative process, how you decide to release things? Um, so here's the thing, right? Yeah. The Lehigh Valley, I'm actually still learning about the Lehigh Valley. Um, kind of funny. I don't know much about the Lehigh Valley. Um, I would love to learn more about the Lehigh Valley because mm-hmm. this is where my job is. This is where my students are going to be. This is where I'm most likely making a lot of professional connections in um, what I do. Um, so I would love to learn more about the Lehigh Valley. That's why it's nice to have people like mm-hmm. the two of you, um, 
I don't know. It's just to, to, to teach me, I guess, because I'm just yeah, I'm like a like a, like a tourist and in my own country, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know much. One thing I know about the Lehigh Valley is the Steel Stacks, Music Fest, Stephanie. I think that's it. <laughs> well, I think that's it. Besides Easton High School, and Middle just, School. What about uh, um, at the center of downtown Easton? There's a circle. Yes. <laughs> My coworkers introduced me to that, like at uh, the beginning of the school year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The circle. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, the circle with the fountains. Yes. Right? Yeah. With the yes. Fountains. <laughs> but the fountains, with the fountains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's really much about it. I can't think of anything else. Um, so I would like to. I would like to know more. So we get to control the influence. Mm. We get to... <laughs> At we still get Pixel to, Studios. <laughs> we get to Pixel show you Studios. where to go and where to. <laughs> still Pixel Studios, right? Uh, yes, down no. here, Steel Pixel Studios. That's great, though. And I, you're work, you're working in the Lehigh Valley community, so I think it's cool that you do want to kind of branch out and learn more about mm. what's out there. And um, that's any any good musician, any good entrepreneur is yeah, out there making absolutely. connections and. That's, trying to figure out where they can, I, I don't want to say sell their work, but <laughs> that's basically what it is. is yeah, you're selling your work. You're yeah. selling yourself. Or wherever you think your art will be appreciated mm-hmm. um, or where you want your art to be appreciated or where you think you'd like your art to be appreciated. Yeah. Like, yo, here's something new or here's something that's not, you know, this or this or that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know we mentioned that your stuff is on Spotify. Spotify. Um, where else can people listen, see what you're working on? Apple Music. Um, Pandora, if Pandora is being nice. Where, where else? Google Play. Yeah. Um, okay. YouTube. Um, we just got to search up my really long name. <laughs> you want to spell that out for of us? Of course. I'll spell it real slowly. I-K-E-C-H. U K W U, and then my last name, O K O R J I. Nice. So, yeah, and then you search uh, where the lions are, and that's the release I have out now. It came out 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that would be anywhere where you can find uh, music. Very cool. Very nice. How about social media? Social media. Instagram is the same thing. My name. Um, Facebook. My name. Um, same thing. I-K-E-C-H-U-K-W-U-O-K-O-R-J-I. Make a song out of that. That's cool. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, so it's basically the same for all. Um, I was thinking, oh man, should I make, should I not even use my long name? Then I thought to myself, that's no fun. No. That's not being authentic. It's right? not. That's, that's a your, that's really good name. point. <laughs> that's not being authentic. And the whole, and I was like, the only reason I would ever want to change my name is to make it easier for someone else. And I was like, nah, I'm not doing that. Right? Yeah. Why convenience someone else? That's, it's your name. It's part I'm of you. Yeah, it's part of me. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to bank it on, like, my music is going to be good enough that you're going to want to say my full name. 
right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If Bank- someone's a fan of you, they'll absolutely. learn how to spell your absolutely. name. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm banking it on like, okay, my music, you, my music is going to make you feel some type of way that, you know what? I'm actually, I kind of want to learn how to say this dude's long name. Like, yeah. You, <laughs> I kind of learn how to spell it. Like, you know, so like, that's kind of, I was like, okay, that's kind of what I banked it on. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Well, we can also share on our platform to um, when and where people can catch your new single and your new release. But uh, definitely keep an ear out and an eye out for that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I do appreciate that. And that was our conversation with Ikejuku. Uh, he played a little bit for us while he was here. So that was awesome. So in, in closing this evening, we're actually going to have our friend Angie and our sound engineer, Elizabeth, uh, hop on and talk about a really cool interactive poetry project. Hi, I'm Angie. Hi, and I'm Elizabeth. And we are here to tell you guys all about the Healing Verse Philly Poetry Line. This is a great resource that I recently learned about. So a little bit of background on me is I'm a current graduate student at Lehigh University. And for one of the events on campus, we recently had Trapita B. Mason, who is Philadelphia's Poet Laureate. And she recently created this new resource called the Healing Verse Philly Poetry Line which is a hotline that absolutely anyone can call any time of day, any day of the week for a poem. So if that is an interest to you, what you can do is you can call the phone number at 1-855-763-6792. And this also is a resource that comes in support from Healing Verse Philly and is supported by Kelly Writer's House. And it's also the Poet Laureate Program, which is managed by the Free Public Library of Philadelphia. Yeah, so that number again is one 855 763 or 1-855-POEM-RX2. And this is a great resource. It makes poetry more accessible for everyone. And you can call anytime. There's a new poem every week, and they are absolutely beautiful. All poems are featured, uh, featuring local poets as well. Yes, and they're also said they're rather on the short side too. So even if you need just a like quick pick me up for the day, it's a really good way to get that. And it is very, it's not very time consuming. The whole call is um, usually less than three to five minutes, and I actually just added it to my contacts, so I call it every Monday, and it's a great Monday pick-me-up. Very nice. So does it come out every Monday then, I would assume? Yes. yes, it comes out every Monday. There's a new poem always featuring a local artist who they'll introduce, and they also have events. So when you call the hotline, the first person you'll hear is actually Trapita B. Mason herself, and she'll introduce that poem for the week, and you can either press one to hear the poem or press two to learn more about local events featuring poetry in the Philadelphia area. Awesome. So then we'll definitely have to check that out on Mondays is when it's released. And also make sure you do that for yourself. We're going to have Ike's song Lights from his EP, Where the Lions Are, play us out. We will 
that light turn back on That light will shine brighter Than the moon in the sky I... So let your light shine over I can know we are in 